Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Hello again, Intelligentsia. Another week, another disaster as the Biden administration continues to subvert and ruin our republic. For you preppers out there, oh, but you know what? Let me get to take care of some housekeeping here. Where do we start? Um, as you're well aware of, believe it or not, we're getting more listeners, not just in the United States, but in Canada and in Europe and in South America and Central America. People are catching on. I'm glad to hear that. If you haven't noticed, we added an, uh, on the show The Independent Mouth with Anthony Williams. Guess what? He's doing videos now. We're going to be posting those. You can see Anthony in action as he loses his mind on occasion, as I do. And I know you guys are out there enjoying it because... You watch, the more we lose it, the more you guys watch. But um, what I want to do is give a shout out because I was looking at where, uh, see, the stats we get here, I could tell you what country you're in, the listeners, and how many downloads. That's it. As for individuals, no, can't tell. And I don't want to know, but know this. And the reason I'm doing it because I want you to know as patriots, by the way, patriot is not a bad word. Hello. As much as the mainstream media would love to have you believe it, it is not a bad word. It is a good word. It is a good thing. So, around the planet, uh, where am I getting off? I'm getting the stats off Podbean, and then I'll give you the stats off uh, Anchor. In descending order, the United States, Canada, Netherlands, the Czech Republic, Italy, Denmark, Spain, Mexico, Argentina, Romania, Sweden, the Seychelles, uh, Colombia. Oh, here's one. Here's one. Nigeria. Getting we're hitting the African continent. It's a good thing. Hungary, the UK, France, Taiwan. You bastards in Taiwan, hold tough, man. Don't let the chai comms intimidate you. Do not let that happen. And according to uh, Anchor, we're, we're, okay, they have our uh, listenership in this order. United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Sweden, Ireland, Australia, Germany, Chile, Spain, the Netherlands, Portugal. My daughter just got back from Portugal. She was, she did a five-day layover there on her way home from Europe. Um, she said it was absolutely beautiful there. She really liked it a lot. Uh, Puerto Rico, Denmark, Malaysia, Norway, Belgium, Croatia, Belarus. By the way, welcome. Guatemala, welcome. Romania, welcome. You know, if I did not, um, if I did not, oh, shoot, what I do? Arr! I hate when that happens. Hold on, I, I screwed it up. That's right. Me, your intrepid host, 
screwed it up. I admit to it. I gotta fix it real quick here. Dum 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 dum. Where were we? Ah yes. Here we go. I got it back. No sweat. No problem. Uh, Romania, Singapore, Poland, India, Colombia, Finland, Argentina, and Mexico. You know what? I uh, I think with uh. I'm just going to say this about the massive migrant movement. I don't believe the Mexican people want the uh, immigrants, the illegal immigrants, crossing into their country because that they trash that country as they sit there and wait at the United States border. I'll tell you what, you know, and... I get it. We get it. We understand it. And you probably, Mexico probably has its liberal clowns there as well. You know, they're fine as long as their property and their money aren't affected. Then as soon as it is, it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to share that with all that information with you because I want you to know, again, you're not alone. And we do have male and female listeners, both genders. There's only two genders. We have to follow the science on that. It's funny how we can follow the science on one thing, but we don't follow it on the other. Imagine that. Men, if you don't have women either in your prepper group or you're not including your spouse or your significant other or whatever, you are missing the mental capacity that women have for drilling down on every detail. It's true. We men like to do general stuff. For example, we like to stockpile water, food, da 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 da. da. Women will say, okay, you want water, what else are you gonna put in there? Food, what kind of food are you putting in there? So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. The women give you specific insights because of the way they're built and the way they think. It's a good thing. See, if it see, I like to have my wife go over the inventory because I know she's going to pay attention to it. She's going to ask questions. How much do we have? Is that going to be enough? No, we need to get more. Okay, so that's fine. Always good to have another pair of eyes looking over. It really is, my friends. So don't exclude the women from your prepper group. Don't be afraid to have a woman in charge of your prepper group. Again, fine details. Women are better at it than men. It's just the way it is. Where do we start? Okay, preppers, preppers, preppers. Where am I? Uh, da, 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 da. Here you go. Uh, from The Economist. Uh, American manufacturers race to relieve a pandemic-triggered ammo shortage. So a soaring demand for guns and ammunition comes from a range of demographic groups. That, my friends, is a glowing testimony to the Second Amendment. After all, it's the Second Amendment that keeps all the others legal, my friends. Don't let them fool you. Eh, where are we going to go here? Ah, they're screwing me. They're screwing me on it. 
I hate this. They can. Uh, what do we got here? I don't want to do that. You know, they, they get you in the first two paragraphs. Of, well, we want you to sign up. No, I'm not going to sign up. I'm not going to sign up. I'm not going to give you my email address so you can send me more crap. I get enough crap on my email list as it is. Bye, bye, bye. And then, of course, we've got the phishing scam. Yes, your order from Amazon for $1,942 went through. Yeah. All right, this is how that scam works, my friends. Think about it. So you call in their number. I got this email. So you do that, right? You call in. And then they say, oh, we're having trouble finding your order number. Give me the credit card number that you used. Oh, well, here it is. Oh, and that's how they get you. It's true. It's true. Well, I am absolutely, okay, the economist, you're off my list. You can kiss my ass. Both sides, if you would, please. Uh-huh. How are we going to do that? I don't want to do that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You know, I, gotta, I like doing the prepper stuff because, again, it's doing well for what we need it for. What's this? Here we go. Here we go. Well, last week we talked about in early 2022, your prices are going to be going up 20 to 25%. You know, believe me, look at dollars. Dollar tree is now dollar and a quarter tree. Oh, what do we want to talk about? See, we no, we don't want to talk about that. Thanksgiving's already gone. This is interesting, my friends here. From the economic collapse, Mike Snyder. I do like his stuff. Now, he says the future is here and it'll be filled with endless looting, rioting, and civil unrest. I know how to fix that. Look, I got no problem, my friends. I've got no problem with protesting. Yell, scream, stop, I don't care. What you don't have a right to do is riot, burn buildings, loot and steal from people. You don't have that right. And the and the fact that the courts have once again punted on it because they're so afraid. Well, if we do something, they're going to come after us. So we'll, we'll, we don't want to do anything to make them angry. Pussies can't stand it. So our civilization is crumbling right in front of our eyes. We become accustomed to soaring murder rates, mass shootings, extreme degeneracy throughout the entire entertainment industry. By the way, uh, the murder rates, soaring murder rates, don't believe me? Catch WGN News, Super America Station there. Check it. You can see what's going on in Chicago. I won't go to Chicago. In fact, they had, they just arrested an 11-year-old for a string of carjackings, and the little bastard was armed. Can you imagine if the little punk got his ass shot? Oh, my God, people will lose their minds. 
the most one of the most dangerous things on the planet, my friends, is not an armed woman, is not an armed man. It's an armed child because their decision-making process are so horrible. Oh, and that's why we don't want, you know, that's why in some uh, African countries, not the country of Africa, there's no such thing. On the continent of Africa and some countries in Africa, they use child soldiers. Yeah, there you go. So, but anyways, so we've seen the extreme degeneracy throughout the entire entertainment industry, violent rioting in our streets, and severe corruption on all levels of government. And to a certain extent, a lot of these things seem normal to many of us at this point. But the truth is that what we are experiencing is not even close to normal. We are literally watching our entire society slowly but surely go down the tubes. And it is heartbreaking, frustrating, and angering to watch. Not to mention disappointing. If you think I'm being overly dramatic, just consider what happened in Northern California on Saturday night. You poor bastards in California. I don't know why or how you're going to get out of that with that super majority of Democrat clowns running the place. A mob of more than 80 thieves wearing ski masks and armed with crowbars suddenly descended upon a Nordstrom store and they ransacked the entire place in just a minute. Hey, my friends, I got to tell you, in these cities where they decided that Stealing is okay. Shoplifting is okay. You know what? I close my business and I move it somewhere else. <clears throat> Your business is not there to provide freebies for the criminals. It just isn't. If I happen to be a corporation and I have investors, I have a fiduciary responsibility to make money for those people by selling my goods and services. So, but like I said, if the, gov the local government there says, you know what, we're not gonna prosecute shoplifters. We're not gonna do this, right? You know what, I got a better idea. I'm taking my business and my the money and the taxes I pay, I'm going somewhere else. I give them the big right here. That's what I tell them. You can go to hell. So more than 80 people stormed and robbed the Nordstrom in California on Saturday night, according to a police report from the Walnut Creek Police Department. The robbery was over within minutes as thieves armed with crowbars and wearing ski masks streamed out of the Nordstrom in the dozens of cars and lining the block. See, this is why there's the Second Amendment. You have a right to protect your life and your property. And people say, well, you're taking a human life for property. That property, guess what that property is? It support the sale of that property, my inventory, supports the people that work for me and their families. Why should they be deprived? No. If you, you know what? If you don't want to get shot and killed, don't do stupid things. Needless to say, Nordstrom workers were caught entirely off guard and several individuals received injuries during the melee. During the theft, two Nordstrom workers were punched and kicked while another was sprayed with pepper spray. All three individuals were treated for their injuries on scene. Let me take a quick break here because I want to do a diversion. I heard this commercial 
on uh, Wilkow's show. Andrew Wilkow on Patriot on XM Radio. And it's for Taser. And, they're saying, and there are there, Tasers have been available to the public for some time. You can buy one. And they're talking about how safe it is. It is safe to a point. My friends, be aware of this. I don't have a problem with you using a taser. It's they they say well the the ad goes on to say you know it's it's uh, less it, it, it's use of force but it's non deadly use of force. That is true to a point. Let's say for example, my friends. As you're being attacked, you manage to grab your pepper spray. So you pepper spray the fucker, right? You paint him, turn him into a seasoned citizen with all that good pepper, cayenne pepper. The propellant in some of them, in some of the pepper spray cans, is alcohol-based. So let's continue with our scenario. So you're fighting, you get the pepper spray, get the cayenne pepper going, turn him into a seasoned citizen. And he still keeps coming. You can't fight through pepper spray. Yeah, it sucks. I've had to do it. It sucks, but you can do it. So, he keeps coming at you. So you take out your taser and pop it. 50,000 volts, ride the lightning, have a good day. Unfortunately, the pepper spray propellant that you just sprayed him with is alcohol-based. Guess what happens? He now becomes the Human Torch, Johnny Human Torch kit. Whoosh. Yes. Now you've got yourself in a jam. Something to be aware of. If you carry pepper spray and you carry a taser and you want to do that, it's fine. But check the propellant on the pepper spray. If it's alcohol-based, you can still use the pepper spray, just don't use the taser afterwards. You will set that fucker on fire, I guarantee it. Okay, let me get back to it. I had to put that out there. So this is a sort of organized crime is becoming increasingly common, but the size and scale of this particular attack was a particular alarming. There are 25 cars that blocked the street and rushed into the Walnut, the Walnut Creek Nordstrom, making off with you know goods before gaining cars and speeding away. And at least two people were arrested at gunpoint. Now this happened in one of the most prosperous areas of Northern California. And one eyewitness described it as like a scene out of a movie. Brett Barrett is one of the managers of P.F. Chain's restaurant across from the Nordstrom store. He watched as the bedlam unfolded. He says, I probably saw 50 to 80 people like in like ski masks with crowbars, a bunch of weapons, he said. They were looting the Nordstrom. There was a mob of people, he continues. The people were flying in. Now, the police were flying in. It was like a scene out of a movie. It was insane. Meanwhile, the Louis Vuitton store in San Francisco was also hit by organized looters this weekend. Oh, yeah, San Francisco. Aren't they the ones that said we're not prosecuting shoplifting or anything like that? Yeah. So many of the looters got away, but police were able to nail a few of them. Even though this sort of thing has taken place so frequently now, I'm still shocked whenever I see these sorts of videos. For even more examples, you can read his article called In Some Parts of America, Looting has become a way of life. Now, over in Portland, approximately 150 rioters started fires and smashed things up following the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. You know what? <laughs> Portland and Seattle. Once again, playing with fire. Little pyromaniacs 
who need to have their asses handed to them uh, a, a few times before they get the idea that playing with matches is not a good idea. At one point, about a dozen police officers are forced back into a garage by an extremely unruly mob. Video captured the moment protesters in Portland cornered police in a garage during riots over the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. And the footage shows a crowd of angry protesters aggressively yelling at the police dressed in full riot gear. The group of nearly a dozen officers is seen backing into a garage. The door of the garage slowly closes as the protesters continue to confront the police with one demonstrator even trying to push open the garage door. Way too often, the bad guys are starting to get the upper hand in situations like this, and I don't think that bodes well for the troubled times ahead. Now, we have been saying on this show and many other hosts on Contra Radio Network have been warning that this sort of civil unrest would be, you know, will be coming in the future. And now the future is here, and the chaos in the streets is only going to get even more intense. On the other side of the globe, rioting of a completely different nature is happening. As authoritarian measures become increasingly extreme, vast numbers of people are standing up and saying that enough is enough. We're talking about the violent protests that have broken out against the COVID-19 vaccine mandates and lockdowns across Europe amid new tough rules to curb winter waves of the virus. Demonstrators angry about the new measures gathered in Austria, Croatia, Italy, Northern Ireland, the French territory of Guadeloupe, and the Netherlands to protest the moves. In Belgium, approximately 40,000 protesters descended upon the, ca the capital and police fired water cannons and tear gas to try to control the crowds. Next door in the Netherlands, where we have many listeners, it's like, they're like the, the Netherlands downloads like usually number two and number three every month for the Contra Radio Network downloads. The violence was even worse. At one point, police officers actually opened fire on a group of rampaging rioters. They arrested more than 30 people during unrest at The Hague and other towns in the Netherlands that followed an orgy of violence. The previous night of a protest against coronavirus restrictions. The violence by groups of youths, youths in The Hague and elsewhere Saturday night wasn't as serious as Friday night in Rotterdam where police opened fire on rampaging rioters and arrested 51 people. So, by imposing such harsh authoritarian measures during this pandemic, governments in Europe and elsewhere are losing their legitimacy. And responding to protests with such violence will also result in loss of legitimacy. Part of living in a civilized society is being able to trust the government to do the, do the right thing most of the time. But now we have gotten to a point where large numbers of people in industrialized nations all over the globe do not trust their own governments. And once that trust erodes far enough, it may get to a point where entire nations become virtually ungovernable by anyone. Like I said at the beginning of this, we are watching civilization crumble all around us, and that should make us all very sad. We are rapidly plummeting into an abyss of anarchy, madness, and chaos. And the days ahead are not going to be pleasant. You know, there's a host of reasons that I don't go to Chicago. One, with their, with their gun laws that don't work, if I go there armed, even though I'm not a criminal, they make me a criminal because I choose to protect myself. And their anti-gun laws 
do nothing to protect anyone. Period. It's true. Then you got 11-year-olds carjacking and 11-year-olds armed. Why in the hell would I go to Chicago to do anything? I don't, and I won't. I want to go to Chicago. Eh, get on the train. Good luck. There's nothing wrong with Chicago. Really? Let's go tell people on the south and southwest side what's going on, that there's no problems. Oh, now, there's nothing worse. It's bad enough that our federal government has become the world's largest and most expensive auction house. It's also the world's most expensive whorehouse. Yeah, I said it. Congress, and that includes the House of Representatives and the Senate, are a bunch of whores. Give me a campaign contribution of sizable amount, and I will vote the way you want me to. Oh, wait, there's two of you? It's time to start the auction. You know what? Enough. That ruins legitimacy in trust in government. Meanwhile, I don't know if you guys have noticed. I have no faith in the Joint Chiefs of Staff, especially with Mark Miley, Millie, Miley, I don't know his name, I don't care. Facing the rising prospect of a major conflict with China, the nation needs senior military leaders who are, well, superb leaders. We're not getting that leadership. The problem starts with the most senior military officer, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Miley. The Army, officer, the Army officer had an impressive career up until his current job. A light infantry warfare specialist, Miley held commands of some of the Army's most prestigious units. As Army Chief of Staff, the General won praise for pushing innovation and procurement and strategy. Unfortunately, Miley's record as Chairman of the Joint Chiefs has been far less inspiring. Over the past year, Miley has given explosive quotes to a legion of different journalists. Standout moments include Miley's apparent pledge to Nancy Pelosi that he would interfere with nuclear command structures and his likening of former President Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler. When questioned about his penchant for pontification, Miley offers disdain. What of the Afghanistan withdrawal debacle? Miley said it was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. One, we would note that no senior military officers have resigned over. This spin-savvy, media-obsessed leadership sets a poor example, and others have taken heed. Central Command's Kenneth McKenzie, for one, responsible for U.S. military operations in the Near East, Middle East, and Central Asia, General McKenzie supervised the chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal. He's happy to be political. On August 30th, McKenzie offered a master class in the delivery of Biden administration talking points. The general insisted that even after the withdrawal, the United States would always retain the ability to target terrorists and Afghanistan effectively. This optimism was derided by analysts who point out the difficulty of identifying or targeting terrorists 
while lacking a proximate ground base near them. On September 28th, McKenzie was more honest. Testifying before Congress, he explained that targeting terrorists in Afghanistan was not going to be easy. McKenzie also pledged to take responsibility for the flawed August 29th drone strike that killed 10 innocent civilians. Yet his words have not been followed with any action. The Pentagon investigated itself for the strike and found itself innocent. That sounds like government for you. The leadership failures abound. Responding to a delusion reports about the abusive leadership of a space wing commander, for example, the Air Force made her a general. Such disdain for accountability sends a corrosive message to junior ranks, especially, that is, when more junior officers are pummeled for even the slightest breaches of protocol. What, somebody didn't genuflect? Consider how the Navy relieved an aggressive warship commander for attempting to turn a captured rifle into a morale-boosting plaque. At the same time, relentless deployment schedules have led to weariness, a decline in basic seamanship skills, and a growing Navy culture of risk aversion in which commanding officers reject risk for fear of losing their command. This is not a good recipe for readiness to defeat China in war. Now that is not to say that all senior officers are poor. Marine Corps Commandant David Berger has done excellent work reshaping his branch to return it to an amphibious assault roots. Other issues notwithstanding, Chief of Naval Operations Mike Gilday has shown courage by directly criticizing defense contractors that lobby Congress for weapons that the Navy doesn't need and cannot afford. What? The whorehouse and is open again? Still, defense procurement has serious problems. Take the F-35 fighter jet scandal. Long delayed, massively expensive, ribbon with faults, and lacking the range to confront China effectively. Lockheed Martin has foisted on the nation a nearly $2 trillion boondoggle. Rather than enforce accountability for its misuse of taxpayer money, Lockheed Martin has repeatedly promoted its F-35 program managers. The Pentagon must share in the blame. While current Air Force Chief of Staff Charles Brown supports cutbacks to the F-35 program, the Pentagon's general stance has been to accept Lockheed Martin's failure without a punitive response. Perhaps that has something to do with lucrative defense industry jobs that await many retired senior officers. It's not just a fighter jet issue. Dreaming of Midway, rather than planning to defend Taiwan, the Navy insists that its Ford-class carriers will be the linchpin of U.S. maritime power in the 21st century. But beset by an array of flaws, the carriers also come in at $13 billion apiece, loaded with limited-range F-35s. The risk is that the carriers won't be able to get close to the future battles. Now, the Navy insists it can protect the carriers, but as China's anti-ship ballistic missiles and targeting systems grow exponentially in capability and number, the future portends to be far less promising for U.S. interest. Again, accountability has been sorely lacking. Congress, also known as the Federal Whorehouse, and the admirals want their monuments, so national security comes second to ego. The nation is blessed with some of the finest warriors on earth, but it's obvious that their top leaders are, all too often, second rate. Congress and the White House should demand better. Where they don't get it, 
they should impose it. So there you go. So yeah, but don't forget, this, but this administration put Miley there. Now, as we've all heard all week long, you know, it's time to, <laughs> the Omicron variant for Corona. All right. Biden says, we're putting travel restrictions on eight African countries. Really? Okay. The Omicron variant's been found in Canada. But guess what? They don't put restrictions there. Doesn't that seem racist? Just putting it out there. Of course, you won't hear me in the mainstream media babbling about it. They're as useless as the day is long. All right. The Dems are preparing for new lockdowns as fear-mongering over Omicron variant ramps up. What is this? I want to make sure I get it right here, my friends. No, that's wrong. Kiss my ass. I want you to listen to this. Hold on, let me back this up again. And I want you to take note, if you would, please. And let's get that there. All right, let's roll this here. Joining me now is Dr. J. J. Bhattacharya, Stanford School of Medicine professor. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, so should we be running into panic mode over this new variant of concern? Absolutely not. What we know so far is that there's something less than fewer than 100 cases identified in South Africa. The variant, as uh, the, reported by the doctors there, suggests uh, say the, the cases are milder, like pretty mild, and there's been no hospitalizations or deaths from the variant. Uh, the, uh, the cases also, uh, presumably, they, they're saying that the, that the cases are, this is a more infectious variant. But that's not the most important thing. The important thing is, does it escape natural immunity? Does it escape uh, vaccine-mediated immunity? And there's no indication whatsoever yet that that's true. The panic is entirely unwarranted. We should wait and see what the data show. Well, it was just this morning. I mean, literally the same day as what the president said, take more vaccines and get more out there uh, and to you know, put this travel ban in place. But it was earlier today that Dr. Fauci was saying, we really don't know and we don't know if it'll evade vaccines. And so it feels like it's politics put in front of the actual science. The scientists who was saying just a few hours beforehand not to do these things or that they weren't necessarily warranted. Yeah, I agree with that. The travel ban itself makes no sense to me. Uh, you know, there was a case actually just identified in Belgium of this variant from a traveler from Egypt. So if it's there, it's already out there. Uh, the travel bans didn't work before. The lockdowns didn't work before for, for things that are presumably less uh, infectious than this one, this variant. Why would anyone think they work now? All, all the travel bans will do is cause distress and harm for, for really no good purpose. I think the key thing, good public health message in here would say, look, uh, th there's no reason for panic. This is something that we're tracking. This is an RNA virus. It, 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 it gets variants all the time. Um, and yet uh, most of them don't take off and, and 
sort of conquer all, uh, to sort of infect everybody. That's not, it's not, not every variant is like Delta. Most of them actually produce no effect. They, they have a little blip up and then they go away. We should be giving people that message. This is something we're looking at, it's worth looking at, but nothing worth panicking about. And, let you, and uh, we should continue to move forward, you know, vaccinate the vulnerable and, the, and, uh, and those who haven't yet vaccinated yet, and return as best we can to normal life uh, knowing that we have the tools now to start to address this, this pandemic. Yeah, if you look at the difference between Michigan, for instance, and Florida, Florida has led the way in the, the lack of transmission along the way, but their, their rules of how you engage with it, this variant uh, or with this, uh, uh, with COVID are, are so totally different. But if there was such urgency, doctor, in making sure that we put this travel ban in place right away. Why, why wait until Monday? Other countries did it today. <laughs> I actually don't think it was worthwhile for the other countries or for us to do it. There's no, the, 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 the problem is this is a virus that spreads very easily. And this is a global pandemic. Trying to put travel bans in place to try to stop it and isolate ourselves to what end, to what purpose? And when the president says, oh, we have to do that just, just in case or to be safe or, I mean, the problem is, it hasn't worked before. It's given the biology of this virus, it's not likely to work now, and it causes harm. That means it's bad policy. Uh, it's already further along in terms of, you know, it's found in, in places like Belgium and uh, travel from Egypt. Uh, so what makes you, the, the president or anyone think that this travel ban would actually work? Instead, what we should be doing is what is the kinds of policies that protect the vulnerable, that's, that's quite important, even when, when, the, when there's a, as the winter wave it comes through. Um, make sure, especially that the vulnerable are vaccinated. Make sure that, that monoclonal antibodies are in place uh, to treat patients who, who actually do end up getting COVID. Um, and the, for the rest of society, open schools start to address the fear and the panic in the population, as opposed to stoking it, which is what people are doing with this, with this, uh, with this variant. I think it's an enormous public health messaging mistake to, to create panic over this variant. There have been variants, Omicron, that means that there have been several variants since Delta. And uh, we should be tracking the data carefully, but not creating public panic over something where so far the signals look like it, it doesn't produce more severe disease and it doesn't evade immunity. Doc, there you go. But, oh, we've got a lockdown again. The Democrats want you to be miserable. They want to run every aspect of your life because they know better than you do. And they're doing it for one reason, political power. That's it. That's it. Where am I time-wise? Where is this? Oh, wait, okay. All right, my friends. Oh, what, what does that say? Do we want to do that? Let me see. Nah. Here, here you go, my friends. All right, we're going to do this. Why not? We're already a little bit over. Let's finish it up. Beware, beware. Kamala Harris and former First Lady Michelle Obama are in the lead for a 2024 presidential run if Biden decides not to try for a second term. A new Hill-Harris poll found. The poll found Harris in the lead among likely candidates with the 13% of respondents supporting her. Michelle Obama came in at 10%. Oh, great. Just what we need. All other candidates 
listed receives 5% or less, and most voters surveyed still unsure of who they would back if Biden chose not to run. Now, other candidates in the poll included 2020 presidential hopefuls Bernie Sanders, Pocahontas, Cory Booker, what a goof, Michael Bloomberg, Andrew Yang, and Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, the Wonder Boy, he's useless. 36% said they were unsure of who they would vote for, while 13% said they would choose someone who was not on the list. Biden said, has said before he intends to run in 2024. If he won, he would be 81 years old at the start of his second term. Among poll responses who voted for Biden in 2022, 22% said they would vote for Harris, the most outvoting candidate in the poll. Now, Harris has struggled with her approval rating since the start of her tenure as vice president. She has been tasked under Biden with handling the southern border and voting rights. So there's a plus or minus uh, error of 3.2 percentage points. Can you imagine that? She, she has no clue. And you know she's laughing and giggling the entire time because she, one, doesn't know what the hell she's talking or doing about. Oh, I can't even, span, I can't even stand the thought. Oh, please. All right, my friends. I think that's it. That's what I see for the this week. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary. As we watch our republic go down the toilet, circling the drain. Yes. All right, until next time. Prep now. What was it? What is it? What is it? I want to say. Sometimes I forget my tagline. I change it so often. Prep today, live tomorrow. All right, I'm John Jeffers here on the Contra Radio Network on the Jeffers Brief. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in with me. Tell your friends. We'll talk to you. Oh, hey, don't forget to rate the shows. If you could rate the podcast wherever you're, just you know, click on it, rate it. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. Help us out a lot. Also, if if you would like to do a show here on Contra Radio Network, get a hold of me, email me, ContraRadio at Live.com, ContraRadio at Live.com. Yeah, you can. You can do a show here. It's not difficult. Just do it. What else do I want to tell you? Um, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. If you know somebody who likes to do social media. I, for one, think social media is the toilet of the internet. I don't even participate in it anymore. What we're looking for is somebody who will promote Contra Radio Network and episodes and the show and the shows on there on and uh, social media. I don't enjoy social media. I I think it's useless. It's not even fun. It's a huge time waster. But that's for others, not me. All right, so if you know somebody that likes doing that crap and they're willing to do it, let me know. Just email me. Anything else? Nope, I think that'll do it, my friends. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.